0: This is a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. Hello and welcome to the fun kids book club podcast my name is bex and oh my goodness we've got a cracker of an episode today i'm going to be chatting to friend of the show comedian actor writer ben miller is going to be telling us all about his brand new book the day i fell into a fairy tale so let's fall right into it shall we hi ben
1: hello hello yes I'm very well. I'm very, very well.
0: Uh, well, we should probably say you've got a new book out.
1: I have. Do you know, it's here. Yeah, so so this is this is it. It's called uh, uh, The... Di- uh, yeah.
0: Are you right there? <laughs> I should know You're the okay. title, <laughs> shouldn't
1: <laughs> I? I should know the title. I uh, had a moment. A fairy tale. There we are.
0: I genuinely loved your book so much. I read it incredibly quickly, like almost in one go. Wow. I loved you. it.
1: Um, yeah, thank you. That's the idea, is I really wanted uh, at the end of every chapter there to be a proper kind of cliffhanger that made... Because it's meant to be... It's an adventure. You know, it's an adventure story. So I wanted it to be the sort of thing where you want to read it all in one go.
0: We should say uh, it's the story of Lana who goes on an adventure.
1: Yes, so um, basically Lana is uh, nine and she has an older brother, Harrison, who is 12. And and he won't play with her anymore. He won't play any games with her. And uh, mysteriously, overnight a very, very strange supermarket appears on the edge of the village. And when she goes to the supermarket, she discovers that there's a trapdoor in the pick and mix that leads to the land of fairy tales. She goes into some of her favorite fairy tales and she has an adventure there. And then she needs to bring Harrison with her. And the two of them go on this incredible adventure in the world of of fairy tales. And it it brings them back together again.
0: We should probably just finish the interview there. You've pretty much just uh, (laughs) done my work for me to be honest.
1: (laughs) No, so, so basically I love fairy tales and I loved fairy tales growing up. Um, and I, it was funny. I was talking to my, my daughter who, who, who is called Lana and the story is sort of slightly based on, um, and she didn't know the story of Rumpelstiltskin. So I was telling her that story and then I started to tell her lots of other original fairy tales. Cause I think, um, you know, lots of kids watch Shrek or, you know, they've watched Puss in Boots or they've watched movies that are based on fairy tales. But um, there's a whole world out there, an incredible, exciting world of original fairy tales to discover. And they are amazing. There's a reason that all these films are based on them. It's because they are incredible.
0: They're also all absolutely mad. Like some of them are bonkers. You read them, you're like, what is that? What? What's going on here? Well, fairy
1: tales are, they are, ma- they are, there's not just magic in them. They, they are magical themselves. Yeah, crazy things, ha- crazy things happen. People change into animals and people can fly. I mean, it's, they, they are absolutely extraordinary. They're more like, they're more like really weird dreams <laughs> they are yes. like the stories.
0: And in your book, you've got, uh, you kind of start off with Sleeping Beauty and uh, you've got other kind of stories kind of woven in there as well. Yeah,
1: so the main ones I've woven in are the original of Sleeping Beauty. So that's not, again, kids will know the story of Sleeping Beauty from Maleficent, but there's also Stiltskin is in it. Um, and there's a brilliant story, not to give too much away. Also, there's a lovely story that I thought, children might not have heard, called The Little Boy and the Little Girl. It seems, to begin with, it seems similar to Hansel and Gretel, but it's completely, it's a completely different story. It starts a bit like Hansel and Gretel, but it's just crazy.
0: Yeah, you must have done loads of research then. You seem to know your stuff.
1: I did. I just read so many. I I love fairy tales anyway, but I read so many. And there's so many different versions. So the ones that I were reading, the supermarket is called Grimm's, because the ones that um, I sort of based it on were the very... Were, the, were by the Brothers Grimm. They're two German brothers who loved fairy tales and wrote many of the original versions down. What you don't know about the Grimm's is one of them was married. Basically, they just they were just writing down the stories people were telling them. They weren't making them up. Oh. So And um, one of the Brothers' wives was a brilliant teller of stories. And so a lot of what what, what they did was just write down what his wife said.
0: Um, but I also, I wanted to mention as well, because every book you've written so far has been for one of your kids. So you've had Jackson, Harrison, and now Lana. Yes. Which is a lovely thing, but am I I'm, I'm right in thinking that's, that's you done now?
1: <laughs> I've got a problem, which is, yeah, I've written a book for each of my children now. So I don't know, I was thinking about maybe the dogs. We're Funnily enough, I've already got an idea for my next book and but it will be i think a sequel of the first story which is the one i wrote for jackson which is about a boy who meets father christmas
0: we'll we'll have you back in next year it's fine when we're all back (laughs) to normal it's fine Um, and was lana okay with this interpretation of her was she like yeah dad i love the story i love me in it or was she like what have you done to me
1: that's a very good question it's always a little bit tricky because my kids are are they're, they're in there, good and bad. Lana, for example, is a terrible fibber. I mean, a terrible fibber. <laughs> and so that's, that's sort of in the story. Um, I read it all to her and I made sure that she was happy with all of it. And one of the reasons it's about falling into a fairy tale is one of her favourite books is Alice in Wonderland. And so I wanted to have a little bit of that. What I love about Alice in Wonderland is when Alice goes into this crazy world that she can't and meets all these amazing characters. I wanted to have a story like like that.
0: Now, uh, I did say I was going to quiz you on fairy tales, Um, so I'm going to do a little quiz now. I have got uh, the titles of some fairy tales here.
1: Good.
0: That's all. You have to guess whether I've made them up or whether they are actually classic fairy tales.
1: Brilliant.
0: first one is called The Wishing Table, The Gold Donkey, and The Cudgel in the Sack.
1: (laughs) I have not heard of that story. So who's, who's written this story, Max?
0: The Brothers Grimm. It's a classic grimmer. What? Yeah. The wishing table. Yeah. Horse. The gold donkey and the cudgel in the sack.
1: I think you've made it up. It's not a, it's not a, um, it's not a fairy tale.
0: Okay, well, uh, you're wrong. It's a real fairy tale by the Brothers Grimm. The, I'll just give you a quick rundown because it's bonkers. Uh, a dad has three sons and trusts them to go and feed his uh, goat. They feed the goat really well, but the goat lies because it can inexplicably talk to the dad and says, no, they didn't treat me very well. So then he throws the brothers out. They then get a wishing table, a gold donkey and a cudgel in a sack from from some work experience they've done somewhere. An innkeeper kind of basically tricks them and steals them. And then the cudgel in the sack.
1: Yes, I have heard this. The innkeeper bit that is familiar. Yeah. So they go and stay with the innkeeper and each of them uses their their gift for a task that the innkeeper sets them right or there's yes. a problem that the innkeeper has oh yeah. well, brilliant oh that's brilliant well, okay
0: let's let's try another one shall we let's see whether this was a, a please Bex- may it
1: not be as hard as that one
0: <laughs> all right um so this one is called the great well and the tiny princess and it's by hans christian Andersen.
1: it sounds like a hans christian Andersen title mm. I like it. it's the, the great well and the tiny princess yes I yes. can imagine what the story is if Hans Christian Andersen wrote it. Obviously, a, a tiny princess gets stuck in a great well and needs to find some sort of animal to get her out again.
0: Ever so, ever so close, yeah. So basically, she uh, is tricked down the well on her birthday and she has to look after lots of animals, but then they turn evil and she has to flood the well to, to get to the top to get out again.
1: Oh, it's not an animal that carries her out. She floods the well.
0: She's clever. She's wily. She's
1: clever. Yeah, that's a Hans Christian Andersen. Yeah, I'm going to go for that. That sounds absolutely on the money to me.
0: Great, well, I'll be selling that story because that is a Bex original.
1: No! 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 (laughs) You even came up with a really great Hans Christian title.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I've got uh, this. Went
1: wrong. Uh, what I should have sussed, though, is that, is that in no fairy tale would anybody do anything clever like fill a well with water. If an animal would have carried her back up. Yeah. No, I yeah. Watched that. It's so
0: called Ben Miller Researching Here. Right, OK, so um, uh, this is called Prince Lindworm.
1: <laughs> OK, what is the story, Bex? Uh,
0: a queen can't have a baby, so a witch plants two roses, one red, one white. Yes. and says, if you eat the red one, you'll have a boy, eat the white one, you have a girl. Yeah. But the queen eats both of them because she's greedy, and she gives birth to a lovely prince. Yes. But, we also find out she's also given birth to a disgusting big snake worm. Prince grows up, wants to get married, um, meets the worm in the forest, and the worm says, I am your brother, and I have to get married before you. So the worm gets married, he eats the
1: wife. Is, this is mad enough to be a fairy tale. So, so, so I, I, you just lost me slightly with the worm in the forest. Yeah. He says, I'm your brother.
0: So um, he says, I'm your older brother. Therefore, I should get married before you do, as is, is the law dictates. Oh, okay. uh, so he gets married and then he eats his wife and then he gets married again and then he eats that wife. And at no point are the king and queen like, we should probably stop giving him women. What they do is they uh, get a shepherd's daughter and they're like, there you go, done yeah um but she consults a witch and finds a way to stop the worm from eating her and then she wakes up on the morning after their wedding and he is a handsome prince
1: i say this has got to be true this has got to be a fairy tale you're la- you're you're grinning you've made it up you've made it up
0: <laughs> no it's real it's real ah! <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: the whole thing as i was reading it i was like what and this
1: But this is what I love about, this is the great thing about fairy tales. I think they're so good for our imaginations. I think they're fantastic for imagination. They set us free from um, things having to make sense, don't they?
0: Man, I found out so many uh, many really fun ones. We don't have time to go through them, but just want to have to ask, I found out about a Brothers Grimm one called Godfather Death. Have you heard of that?
1: Um, I don't remember that one. What happens in that?
0: It's basically about a kid whose godfather is death because... He so, goes on
1: like family outings with death. Just the sigh uh, at
0: the side. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Christmas with death.
0: I mean yeah, what yeah. so yeah, I had a lovely time this morning finding out lots of fairy tales. Um <laughs> no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, well Ben, we should say thank you so much for telling us all about your amazing book and hopefully we'll see thank you, for, you for the next one.
1: Yes indeed.
0: And there's more from Ben after this. We're back right now with author Ben Miller. Of course, we really have to have a reading from the book, don't we? So take it away, Ben.
1: I'm going to read a bit from near, near the beginning uh, when Lana has... Uh, basically, she's been to this uh, really strange supermarket and this very odd little old man has given her she, a book of fairy tales. She, she, um, she's allowed a treat, so she's allowed to get a book from the supermarket, gets this book of fairy tales and they've um, started to read it at home but she's only read one chapter and now she's going back to the supermarket. Hmm, said the little old man. Come to bring the book back, have you? I told you it was too scary. "Um, Actually, said Lana defiantly, I'm really enjoying it. Really? He said, sounding surprised. Which story have you started with? Uh, Sleeping Beauty, said Lana. Oh! He said, smiling again, where are you up to? Um, Well, the 13th fairy has cast her curse and the king has destroyed all the spindles. Ah, he said, nodding sagely. That explains it. That's just the setup. You haven't got to the scary bit yet. Well, I'm sure when you do, you'll be bringing that book back. All right. And with that, he headed off down the toys and games aisle. Moving quickly, Lana chucked her basket in a nearby trolley and scurried after him. What scary bit? The little old man turned slowly. You really want to know? Lana nodded. He fished a well-thumbed red leather booklet from the top pocket of his overalls, consulted it, then put it back. May I suggest you try the sherbet lemons? For a moment, Lana couldn't understand what he could possibly mean, but then her eyes came to rest on something truly extraordinary. Slack-dab in the middle of the toys were the biggest tubs of pick-and-mix she had ever seen. Lana frowned in confusion. Pick-and-mix was one of her favourite things in the whole world, so she couldn't imagine how she hadn't noticed this huge selection yesterday. But there it was, row after row of giant, crystal-clear tubs, each and every one crammed full of the most delicious-looking sweets. She took a step closer. Entranced, she lifted the nearest lid, an entire tub full of pear drops. She could almost feel the sharp, crystallised sugar scraping the roof of her mouth. She lifted the next lid. Jelly babies. She loved jelly babies. Found them yet? Grinned the little old man. Uh, Lana shook her head. There, hmm, at the back. She tried to open the lid, but it was just out of reach. Here, let me lift you up. And before Lana could protest, he reached up under her arms and lifted her toward the lid of the tub. Go on, he urged, straining under her weight. Open it! His sharp hands were digging into her armpits, so Lana quickly lifted the lid. Unlike the other tubs, this one was almost empty. Only a small cluster of sherbet lemons clung to the bottom, like hibernating beetles. Mmm, uh, lovely, she offered. "Uh, Can I get down now? Try one! Lana leant forward into the tub and tried to loosen a sweep with her finger, but it was no use. Then suddenly she was tumbling forward. The little old man was pushing her into the tub. Hey, called Lana in alarm, stop it. But it was too late. She threw out her hands ahead of her to brace her fall, but the bottom of the tub gave way like a trapdoor and Lana found herself shooting down and round into a smooth walled circular chute. Round and round she slid until suddenly the chute plunged down. Down, down, into the (laughs) darkness.
0: Oh, what a dream to have Ben Miller back on Fun Kids. And his book is genuinely awesome. So definitely check it out. I am absolutely thrilled that he came back to Fun Kids. Thank you so much to Ben Miller. If you've liked this podcast, remember to subscribe and tell all of your friends about it. See you soon. Bye. So that was a podcast from the children's radio station, Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com.